The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Join the conversation at 770-5633. Maybe hold the calls for a moment because we're going to talk with uh, Joey Chester from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. And he and the whole uh, FAIR team have been down in Texas, down at uh, Eagle Pass and uh, and various other uh, locales uh, down by the border observing what is going on. Kind of a uh, a fact-finding uh, mission. Joey, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Good morning, sir. Bill, great to be with you. Federation for American Immigration Reform, fairus.org, of course, uh, been big friends of the program, and we've been big friends of them for a number of years, been going to the Hold Their Feet to the Fire events for a number of years. And, uh, boy, I have to tell you, if there's ever been a year to hold the feet uh, to fire, this is, certainly seems to be it. No joke. Uh, yeah, it, it's like, you know, you would think that, uh, you know, the, the congressional socks would be on fire right about now, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, tell me, if you could, though, uh, where the fair team, you've been going to Eagle Pass, you went to Del Rio, I guess. Uh, why don't you break down where you've been yeah. and what's the overall observation of how it's looking on the ground? So on Monday, we arrived in Eagle Pass, Texas, and, you know, it's interesting, just as we were driving up the road, it was about, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night, just north of Eagle Pass, we spot a bus parked on the side of the road, and as we get closer, it becomes a little more clear, and there's five Border Patrol vehicles parked there, and they are apprehending and uh, putting a group of illegal aliens on a bus, and it was interesting you know, one observation I made about one of the uh, people apprehended was he was an adult male, fairly young, and he was wearing camouflage clothing, combat boots, clearly didn't want to get caught. And I think that's a very interesting observation that a lot of these people that are crossing or trying to evade capture, and, you know, typically they have a good reason to evade capture, but... Eagle Pass itself, we visited Shelby Park, where the standoff is between the state of Texas and the Biden administration, and things are very secure. It is a night and day difference over where things were just a month or two ago when you saw those mass crossings, and it's because of Governor Abbott and the Texas National Guard uh, locking that park down. Their shipping containers and razor wire put up, although I did see they apprehended seven illegal aliens last night that crossed and broke through the barrier. So crossings are still happening there in Eagle Pass, Mm -hmm. but not as many. But I want to be clear, outside Eagle Pass, there's still crossings, and the border is still incredibly unsecure. We went to a spot in Del Rio where we could literally walk right up to the Rio Grande on a path that illegal aliens use. We could see across to Mexico and see the roads that the cartels use to drop people off, and they just cross the river right into the U.S., Bill, there's literally no barrier at all. I want want to be clear about this, Joey. So it's the cartel, the cartel, uh, I guess, uh, coyotes, right? They don't don't cross into the country. They just take you right up to the border and then uh, discharge everybody. And what, uh, they walk across the river. Are they surrendering or giving up to, uh, to Border Patrol on the other side, or is Border Patrol missing in action? Well, it, it, it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's really interesting in Texas, a lot of the area where the border actually is is private ranch land. And right. so they have cameras and sensors put up. And so a lot of it depends on how quick 
of a response. And, and it's not just Border Patrol that can respond. It can also be Texas DPS that can respond. And oftentimes we spoke with a rancher who has dealt with people cutting his fence to get in. He found a group of illegals sitting at a dinner table in one of the homes on his property. Uh, but he oftentimes likes to – go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying yikes when you hear about, you know, just someone oh, just yeah. breaking into your house and sitting down at your dinner table. Yikes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just so brazen. And but anyways, he likes to call Texas DPS often because since it's on private property, Texas DPS can trespass them and bring them in and apprehend them and put them in jail. And so there's a lot of folks that don't want to get caught, but you still do have those groups that like to turn themselves into Border Patrol because under the Biden administration there's a good chance they'll be processed and then released somewhere into the interior of the country. You know, they'll get their bus ticket or their plane ticket to Chicago or New York City. Joey, this is a speculation on my part. And when I hear sure. rumors from me, well, it's like a rumor that I hear and many people call and I've observed these two. Does Federation for American Immigration Reform have any comment or has looked into, and I don't know if they even have these buses, but there just seems to be tons of chartered buses, white, plain buses, no information on them, in which people who would appear to be, you know, these migrants just being sourced and, and, and just spread to all over the country, including areas here in Oregon, are just uh, spread right. out to the communities and people get off the bus and sort of disappear. And is there any real evidence to that at this point? It's very difficult to investigate this, and I, I don't know if you've been looking into it or not. Just curious. Well, the the gentleman that showed us the spot where the people can easily cross illegally into the country. Also, by the way, we found tons of trash and uh, discarded identification because oftentimes they don't want the U.S. to know who they are. Right. Um, but he also showed us this spot in Del Rio. Where it's this massive facility, and uh, Bill, there were probably fifteen of those white charter buses parked mm. outside. And he's not entirely sure who's funding those. Uh, he, he speculated that it was the NGOs that are funding them, and they show up at – there's a facility right in Del Rio that's a, like a migrant um, f- facility where they go after being processed by Border Patrol. And from there, they will get on a bus and be taken somewhere. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be very curious today. There's, I've seen a lot of pictures and videos out of the San Antonio airport where you know, you've heard those stories about illegal aliens being able to go through TSA with just their notice to appears, no real identification. They've got the folders and the bags they get after crossing and getting processed. Yeah, which, which astounds me, Joey, given the fact that if you are cross-eyed at a, a TSA agent, for the most part, you're, you're taken aside for the special search, you know, those kind of things, if you're an American yeah. citizen here. And yet to have people just say, hey, Here's my notice to appear. I'm here illegally. In other words, I'm here illegally, and you just get to get you get to get on the plane. It's that open? Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Yes, hmm. that's that's their form of ID. Okay, uh, gosh, maybe we could uh, just all cross the border and then recross and then get a notice to appear, and then gosh, we can just go anywhere we want <laughs> in the, in the right. country. You'll I guess. probably get a, a government cell phone, maybe a debit card, and you know, you'll be. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Joey, you were talking about the uh, NGOs. You think might have been paying, might yeah. be paying, and I was, and I'm wondering if this is why it's been so difficult to really investigate this because it may not. Uh, when you see the white buses and you know traveling around the uh, country here, 
the white yeah. buses may be getting paid for by NGOs, like you said, that are they be private, and you really can't, uh, you know, demand, hey, who's paying for this trip? You know, you can't do that. If it was government right. money, it might be different. And uh, what? Who are these NGOs that are facilitating this? I know that. I think what uh, there's a uh, uh, Lutheran Ministries. I think was uh, one of them. I forget the exact name of it, but I recall that having lived in uh, Fargo Moorhead for a while. Yes, there's the Lutheran Ministries. Uh, Catholic Charities of America mm-hmm. is a really big one involved in this. Uh, the gentleman in Del Rio also said, at least specifically in Del Rio. It's a lot of different, like, local groups that have come together to do it. So, yeah, there, there are a lot of those religious groups. And as far as I understand, these NGOs can get government money. So it's almost like a backdoor funding of busting these illegal aliens. But then that kind of launders it, right? That that launders the money right. to it doesn't look Harder like it, it it looks like the NGOs writing the checks to the uh to the charter bus companies uh, right. rather than uh, the government even though it's really the government funding that. All right. Boy. Um so been l- looking into a lot of this. Um is um is Eagle Pass really kind of a red herring at this point in time in which uh, okay, they're they have that pretty much under control or more under control like you were uh, were mentioning, and so we're not supposed yeah. to look at the rest of it. What is your thought on that, maybe? Well, it, it is interesting. That there was a bit of, um, you know, just talking to the locals, local leaders, there was a bit of this feeling that, you know, some of them are frustrated with Governor Abbott because they feel a bit like he's using Eagle Pass to say the entire border is secure mm-hmm. in Texas when that's you know, really not the case. Like I said, we went to this spot where you can just walk right across. And we also visited this woman's home and she has riverfront property to the Rio Grande. It's absolutely beautiful, but she has a perfect sloped embankment down to the river. And she said across the river, that's cartel land. She said she probably has two or three groups a week that cross right onto her property. And she calls border patrol. They come and pick them up. And that's just that's the life that she has to live. But she doesn't dare try to stop the cartel from coming on her no, property, right? In fact, she she uh, does not try to stop them from coming. She, When she sees them, one, she doesn't want to see people drown in the river and right. have to live with that. And two, she does not want to get on the bad side of the cartel. So she basically waves them to come, and once she sees them in the river coming, she she has a call in, and she said every time, by the time... They cross and are on her property. Border Patrol is there ready to apprehend that. But imagine having to live with that. You have this beautiful, and it really is beautiful down there. And your life is turned upside down. And, Bill, I was talking to other folks, and they don't let their kids go outside and play anymore in these communities. And they said that's night and day difference. It started day one of the Biden administration. Imagine that. Your kids used to be able to play outside, live life. And now you, you can't allow your kids to go outside because of how bad it is. Now, you don't really get involved. Uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform, you know, it's not like you politically lobby. I, I don't think you're allowed to do that as, as, as part of your – am I correct about that? Am I, am I right about that? I'm not exactly sure. Is it, it a, not, a total nonprofit or there are different uh, statuses of, uh, of groups? What do you do? Right. So we're not, we're a nonprofit. We don't get involved in campaigns. We are campaigns. Okay. Uh, nonpartisan. We we 
support, uh, you know, we're willing to work with anyone who supports uh, immigration reform and border security. So we support legislation um, that will provide border security and immigration reform. So you know, we were staunchly against this terrible Senate bill that uh, was introduced. I mean, it's, it's, well, that appears to be dead yeah. in the water. It's not uh, yeah, going to go anywhere. But yet, politics. There's a lot of politics being played with this because uh, yeah. you, you have the Biden administration that is coming out there and say, "Well, we can't do anything without a uh, a border." You know, without a new border deal, which means, of course, paying for more agents to process uh, illegal yeah. aliens into the country is really what uh, the Biden administration right. wants. And so, you know, that, but yet you could actually secure the border right now just by reversing what President Trump did, because, uh, as you well know, I'm sure you've been talking about this, uh, President Biden repealed a lot of the stay in Mexico rules and various other things. At the same time, there's politics being played on the Republican side of this, too. You know, from the the way it looks like, in which people are saying, "Hey, you know, we don't really want to do anything about the uh, the border right now, and give uh, former President Trump the, this issue to run on." I, do, is there any mm. opinion about that over all in 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 fair? And by the way, it's not, you know, it's uh, it's a sticky wicket. Even if you did pass a border bill, I'm not sure that the Biden administration would enforce it. And see, that's this is the challenge where we find ourselves right now. What are you thinking overall, Joey? <laughs> I mean, you're right. It is a challenge. The Biden administration, specifically Alejandro Mayorkas, has willfully refused to enforce the law. Right. And I mean, that's why he needs to be impeached. And unless he's impeached and removed from office, we we do have that trouble that um, if if a decent law is passed, it, it could not be enforced. But I think still um, we do need to push your you know, House representatives passed H.R. 2. The Senate refuses to take it up. That's an excellent bill. And, you know, if there happens to be a change in the administration, at least if that if a law was on the books and it was a different administration, then those laws could easily be enforced. But President Biden could end this crisis tomorrow. You know, it's interesting. We went to the spot where President Trump's wall was being built, mm-hmm. and it just abruptly ends. They were in the middle of construction, and it just ends. And the local who was there said for a while there were just piles of of rusting metal sitting in the field that was left over border wall supplies. And so that's executive action that President Biden took to unsecure the border. Now he could do the same thing to secure the border. But, you know, if it's executive action that's anything like the Senate bill, which he backed, then I, I'm not sure it's going to make any difference. Yeah, and, and that's my uh, my concern about this. And when you talked about, in the very beginning of our talk, I'm speaking with Joey Chester once again with the Federation for American Immigration Reform. What chilled me is when you talk about uh, young military-age men trying to evade capture because a lot of the people that were coming in were just, hey, I'm giving up to the border uh, patrol. Okay, give me my notice to appear. Give me my uh, Obama phone or whatever it is. And then, boy, you know, get me into the country. You know, that kind of thing. But uh, the yeah. ones that are trying to evade capture and and not be even noticed in the system, that should give us all pause, I think, just as a matter of national security. It should. I mean, we're, we're living in a time of heightened terror threats, and we know that there's been 1.8 million known gotaways into the country. There's a massive number of unknown gotaways. We don't even know what that number could be. And we also know we're setting records for... Uh, potential suspected terrorists encountered at the northern and southern borders. Imagine how many potential suspected terrorists have 
entered the country that we don't know about, who are who are here, living here. And that that is chilling to me. And one of the ranchers that we spoke to, and again, he's had many issues on his property. He has photos from cameras around his property of some of these groups, and one of them had a um, you know a long barrel rifle, looked like an AR-15 style rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, one had a handgun. Um, that's very concerning. That there are people in the U.S. across the border with, with those types of weapons. Uh, it's it's it is really chilling to me, and I worry uh, that it's just a matter of time before something does happen in the U.S. because of this heightened terror threat. If you ever wanted to infiltrate the country, boy, right now is uh, certainly the time to do it. I don't like saying that either. Joey, I appreciate the report this morning from uh, the border. Joey Chester, once again, Federation for American Immigration Reform, fairus.org. Please support the group. Go there and read up on the various other reports that have been done there, and we will definitely have you back on. Appreciate that. Thanks. Bill, thank you. 629 at KMED, KCMD, you're waking up with the Bill Myers Show. One of each sold VIN 909407, MSRP 21615, 3, due, Sportage VIN 69157, MSRP 3390, due, 10 k miles per year, zero security deposit, all incentives and discounts to dealer, plus tax, title, license, 150, registration, processing fee, trading in a vehicle will not eliminate your debt, negative equity applied to new loan balance, ends 229.24. With brand new Kias starting at $149 a month, it's time to get more in 24 at Kia Medford. More savings, more selection, more for your trade. Rush in now. Get a new 2024 Kia Soul LX Automatic, just one forty-nine a month lease. For a new 2024 Kia Sportage LX all-wheel drive, only one ninety-nine a month lease, both for 24 months. Ready to get out of your current lease or loan? Once we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Need credit? Go to KiaMedford.com to get pre-approved in less than 30 seconds with no effect on your credit score. Get more in 24 with Souls, one forty-nine a month. Sportages, one ninety-nine a month. At Kia Medford. Click KiaMedford.com. When the IRS comes knocking, the news can be shocking. Tell them you've hired a CPA tax expert at First Response Resolution, located in Eagle Point. Leave speaking with the IRS to Zach. He'll defend your rights as a taxpayer. Visit firstresponseirs.com today for a free consultation. Don't miss the Southern Oregon Polar Plunge for Special Olympics and your chance to step out of your comfort zone to benefit youth and adults with disabilities. Get your team together and jump into an unheated outdoor pool, all for a great cause. It's cold enough. Are you bold enough? Your support provides athletes with access to sports, activities, wellness programs, community, and much more. Join us Saturday, March 2nd. The fun starts at 11 a.m. at the Rogue Valley Country Club in Medford. Register your team, volunteer, or skip the dip and donate at plungeoregon.org. Hi, I'm Mark with Oregon Truck and Auto Authority, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. Conspiracy Theory Thursday is where you are. We will have some open phones on Conspiracy Theory Thursday, especially after uh, 7 o'clock. But uh, let me give you an idea on who we have uh, coming up. I'm going to be speaking with Dr. Jason Dean in uh, just a few minutes. And he's a natural health guy, chiropractor. And he was uh, talking about this story, this story in which, um, you know, here it is. We're letting illegal aliens just come into the country, as Joey was talking about. With, uh, okay, here's your ID. Here's your notice to appear. Get on the airplane, right? But at the same time, there's a company now that has uh, invented a vein scanner. Yeah, a vein scanner. In, uh, and, and they're actually promoting this as a way to be able to just scan people in crowds. You can just scan the face or whatever it is, 
And I, and I think the way it works is um, it just looks at the pattern of the veins uh, using uh, infrared technology, just uh, looking at the heat signatures you know, of your head or your hands or, or everything else. So, yeah, ID, we don't, you know, who needs a real ID? Who needs a real ID? We'll just take a map of your veins. And so we'll, uh, we'll go down that, uh, that veiny rabbit hole here in <laughs> just a couple of minutes after the rest of the news. Now, uh, law enforcement, of course, a big conversation in Joe County, City of Grants Pass last night. And Richard Emmons from the Josephine County Eagle will join me for a report on how this went last night. Because last night's about how are they going to pay for everything? How are we going to pay? Is it going to be a 1.5% a general sales tax? Is it going to be a meals tax? Will it be a $12 a month uh, addition to a typical family's utility bill each month? And we'll get the lay of the land coming up uh, about an hour from now with Richard. Stephen Westfall Roofing, Inc., specializing in new roof construction and re-roofing. Our mission is to make sure each and every one of our clients can sleep at night, knowing they have a roof over their head that lasts and will keep them protected. 601-9108, CCB number 230804. News sponsored by Caveman Heating and Air. It's the climate and we control it. Call Caveman Heating and Air at 541-476-0009 or cavemanheating.com. Good morning, I'm Marcus Veal with your MC5 Morning News Update. A Klamath Falls man is in jail after allegedly fleeing a traffic stop and causing a violent crash. The Klamath County Sheriff's Office says around 10 Tuesday night, 39-year-old Vincent Riley was being chased by deputies when he ran a red light at the intersection of Madison and South 6th Streets and collided with a black Ford Explorer. The two people in the Explorer were later taken to the hospital and later released. After getting a treatment at the hospital, Riley was taken to the county jail. He's facing several charges, including DUII, reckless driving, and assault. The city of Grants Pass passed a motion on a 3% food and beverage tax, along with the utility fee to fund public safety in a city council meeting last night. Yesterday, we told you the council had narrowed their options down to a sales tax, a food and beverage tax, or a utility fee to help fully staff the police and fire departments. Breckin Sharp, vice president of the Grants Pass Professional Firefighters, was adamant that these departments need funding and they need it now. Some citizens spoke, saying they'll accept whatever tax or fee to fund the police and fire departments. Others wanted there to be no taxes or fees at all. However, everyone agreed that having less public safety isn't an option. For local news anytime, you can head to our website, kobi5.com, or to our Facebook page, TV. NBC5 and for NBC5 News, I'm Marcus Veal. Have a fantastic day. Do you take safe drinking water for granted? If you have a well for your water, no one's monitoring what's in your water. It's up to you to be sure that the water you and your family are drinking is safe and free of contaminants. Get your well tested now. Grants Pass Water Lab offers next day results for bacteria tests and a speedy three to five days for a full reporting that meets all state requirements. Online at gpwaterlab.com. Independent and serving the Rogue Valley for over 40 years. With so many working and doing business from home, it's good to know there's a community business center to help. A Street Print and Parcel is a one-stop shop for everything from large format printing and scanning to blueprints, architectural plans, and shipping. Their Studio 10 expansion offers passport photos, photo mounting, fine art scanning, art reproductions, signs and banners, negative and slide scanning, canvas prints, and so much more. 
Located in Ashland on A Street across from Ashland Hardware. Their motto, we create it, print it, pack it, and ship it. A Street Print and Parcel in Studio 10. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles, with an auto warranty about to expire, or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-736-2098. Now, drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-736-2098. That's 800-736-2098. What do you have to lose? Call 800 800- 736-2098. Again, 800-736-2098. This is the Bill Myers Show on 106.3 KMED and 99.3 KCMD. Remember when all we were worried about when it came to ID was them wanting to put a chip in your hand? R-F-I-D. Chip in my right hand. And I'll drink that government Kool-Aid when I can just be a good little sheeple and buy on command RFID. Chip in my right hand. You know, the RFID chip, I guess, is uh, so invasive. You know, you have all these uh, these tech guys lining up and say, I'll take the shot and go in there. And it, it just has a it has a just a, a bad taste. Leaves people with a bad taste. Instead, maybe they want to scan you instead. Just just look at you and scan your veins. Dr. Jason Dean joins me right now, and gosh, he's been, uh, what, about 20 years you've been uh, operating Palmer Natural Health, big uh, nutrition and chiropractic office, like, isn't it like the biggest one in the world here? Doctor, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Bill. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we've done pretty well. We helped a lot of people, but now it's, uh, now it's not just physical practice. We're trying to wake everybody up to what's coming, just like we're talking about today. Yeah, all right. And uh, by the way, you are the creator, and I just want to give some of your uh, a little bit of your background here before we get into the uh, this interesting invention that you've been talking about. Uh, Dr. Dean, creator and host of BraveTV.com, and also the owner of Revolution Health, Brave TV media and content channel for restoring the American Republic. So, from what I am hearing, Brave TV not exactly a big uh, censorship zone. Would that be a fair fair assessment? <laughs> Uh, I was probably one of the most banned uh, banned shows in uh, 2020. So yeah, we 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 definitely uh, we're not censored now, but that's because we're on our own platform. But we were censored a long time ago, just like many of our other colleagues out there. Why were you censored in uh, 2020? Am I assuming it's uh, not bending the knee for the narrative, or is it something else? Oh uh, yeah, we didn't bend, we didn't bend the knee. I actually we we were seeing the COVID stuff come through about November 9, 2019. We were seeing it before it was coming in. We thought something strange. We saw respiratory illnesses. And so I had actually been studying, Bill, I've been studying New World Order since probably 2005-ish. And so when we saw, when, when this started happening, I was like, this is what's coming. Where I told my wife, we, we could see it from, you know, but just like with my colleagues, we all saw it coming. But the crazy part was is, you know, you talk about the RFID chip. That's what I was waiting for because we, we I mean, I have books talking about RFID chips back in, in the early 2000s. I have colleagues of mine who are mentors who are talking about that stuff back in, in the 90s. 
Um, we thought that was what was coming, but they changed it up on us. I mean, this is much deeper than RFID. They're going with nanotechnology that's already in the body. So it, it's really sinister, Bill. Could you tell me about this invention? This was a, a study, I guess. It's a vein viewer, I guess. And, you you know, you hear a vein viewer. Now, as someone who has had uh, my veins poked a couple of times for various things, I can understand why you'd want to be able to you know, use a vein viewer to kind of see where the veins are. My veins are deep in my arms. They're hard to find. And so uh, I, I could see that phlebotomist really liking something like this. But uh, the vein viewer that's being invented now seems to be, uh, well, it has a different twist to it. Could you tell us about that story in Spain? Yeah, so uh, this actually came out of Europe. Um, but, you know, people can do their own studies on this. So you can literally go look it up. Uh, Hitachi uh, actually made a uh, finger vein biometric technology for contactless identification. Now, and you can go look that up. You can literally Google that. It'll pop right up. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they're doing, and, and this is why I say sinister, Bill, because I, I don't consider technology to be evil. No. Obviously, anything can be used for just like a gun. A gun is a neutral tool. The Internet is a neutral tool. But it is a matter of what's the intent of the person using the tool. That's what you always have to look at. That's correct. Mm-hmm. 100%. So when you talk about this vein viewer, sure, we have an older population, even a younger population is looking to try to be preventative in their health. They want to make sure they're doing, they're not having cardiovascular disease. And so you could use a tool to go, hey, let's look in the veins. Let's look what's actually happening, which is what this tool does. But here's where it gets crazy. And, the, and it's the biometrics. So the biometrics, I don't know, uh, I think you're, you're in the upper northwest area of the U.S., correct? Uh, yeah, we're in the upper northwest, indeed. Okay. So, so I know that, that Amazon actually was working on a situation where you could, you could have technology where you could go into a store and not have to pay for anything, come out, and it just kind of came out of uh, whatever was tied to your biometrics. They have that here in Florida, too. You can go into a Whole Foods, which is Amazon, and now you can put your palm over uh, a device that's biometric and literally pay basically using your palm, which is connected to your, your payment systems, right? So going back to this vein system, uh, they're going to use it uh, under the guise of healthcare, and this is actually how Marxists do this. They knew a long time ago the way you get everybody is through healthcare because ultimately everyone's concerned about their health. They want to be healthy. They want to live long, be with their family. So with this vein situation, not only can they do this for health and actually find out if people's veins are a problem, if their vascular system has issues, but on top of that, and, and what actually the Europe situation uh, talks about when you go over this actual study, they can also use it to track people going to stadiums, going to events, because ultimately if you have their signature, their, their, their handprint or their fingerprint, but also you can track the vein system. We already have nanotechnology in the COVID vaccine. This is leading us down a road where the nanotechnology is trackable in people, but then you can track anybody from anywhere using either biometrics, or actually from a distance, which we have the Freedom of Information Act information on that. So, okay, Now, from a distance, okay, from a distance, this is the part that I find uh, fascinating. Is this essentially the, uh, the biomap of the veins in your face, let's say? And it's something, it's something even more accurate, let's say, than, um, than uh, facial ID, facial recognition right now, which does have some problems. Yes, 100%. I mean, if you go back to, you go back to China, I mean, just look in China, you've probably seen some of the videos out of China, where even with their mask on, and this is why they did the six-foot distance thing in, in the U.S., they claimed that they didn't know why they did it. They did it for facial recognition. They wanted to test out the softwares to see how well they could pick up eyes and face 
with the mask, because obviously the mask would come off, you have even better accuracy. Mm -hmm. So they've already been doing this in China. You've seen the videos where they're actually showing people their credit scores, their social credit score, uh, their everything, right? Their finance, how much money they have in the bank. That's what they're bringing over to here. And it's interesting because if you go look up that Hitachi, uh, Hitachi article, Hitachi Finger Vein Biometric Technology, Hitachi is one of the computer companies or software companies that is actually working with China, but also the cabals in the U.S. to roll this stuff out in the U.S. This is what's coming. They're just doing a slow roll because they know if they try to do it too fast, Americans push back. But what they do is they take one step forward, maybe two steps back, and then three steps forward. They just kind of keep going back and forth. And look, we have an entire, we have at least 50% of the U.S. population that bent a knee three years ago to a vaccine they had no, they had no idea about, Bill. So this is not far-fetched. You know what I mean? Yeah. When um, you talk about this being at a distance, is this vein scanning technology, is this one of those things where you could have a scanner, let's say, at the shopping center, you're walking into the uh, the shopping center, you're going uh, to an event or whatever it is, is it able to scan your face and look for the vein pattern? Is it that accurate or that sensitive? I mean, how does this actually work? How, how good or well does it work? They, they absolutely have that um, for definitely the facial recognition. I would assume they're going to upgrade to the vein stuff as the vein stuff comes out because they're they're rolling this out. It's not perfected yet. Mm-hmm. So, they'll roll this out, and then they'll have that. And honestly, at this at, at this point, airports, I, I'm in Orlando. Orlando had this last year. I went to the airport, and I noticed Delta was already using biometric scanners to get through. They have entire gates built on biometric scanners. If you go in right now, uh, but they were going to launch it probably this year. You can go in, and they're already reading facial recognition. You no longer need a ticket to fly. They have your retina scan. They have your their fingerprint and palm scan. This is where they're pushing America to an entirely biometric future. Yeah, the last time I, uh, flow, I flew, which was a couple of years ago, they were introducing that at that point, and they were um, asking if you wanted to sign up for it. When you when you went in, there was some company that was uh, offering the service, and I think it was like 130 bucks a year you paid them. And uh, and they would keep your biometrics on file. And I don't know if it's that particular company, but there may be more than one that's uh, that's working this uh, program right now, huh? Uh, oh, absolutely. And and here's the kicker: uh, when when people go online to look this up, they actually have machines already where it almost looks like the machine you use to put over your finger to kind of take a blood pressure or a pulse that you can use in a hospital. Yeah, those oximeter things too. Technology. Yeah. All right. Exactly. They're, they're actually going to use this now to read the veins in the fingers. So they already have that available and going, and they're already running studies on this to find out how well it works, which I think they already know it works well. Once they, uh, they, they perfect those studies, they will start rolling this out in hospitals and in healthcare, and then long-term. And, and when I say long-term, I think before 2030, well before 2030, they start using this uh, throughout finance, economics, shopping, you name it. Huh. It's interesting how, uh, like, you and I were both uh, talking about RFID chips, and then, boy, that's like, that's like kid stuff now. Who needs to bother with that, right? No one. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Point being, though, this is uh, very much like uh, and Minority Report, the uh, the old uh, sci-fi film with uh, with Tom Cruise. Minority Report, essentially, was um, was really indicative of the social credit system that China already has, and the United States seems to be wanting to build. And 
the biometrics, I guess, are a part of it. They need to know that it's really you. And apparently even the vein pattern within your face and within your hands and fingers, that's as individual as a fingerprint or perhaps even more accurate than a fingerprint. Is that the at least the you know, the overall look at this or why? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, once they I mean, once they have they get down to the, the eyes, the iris and then the fingerprints. I mean, keep in mind, we all have different fingerprints. We all have different handprints. We all have different irises. So. Once they have that, and the facial recognition, of course, as well, because everyone's obviously very different. Once they perfect this, they actually have everybody. And, you know, it's, you, you bring up Minority Report. I mean, I, I have been convinced for a long period of time, and I think at this point everyone can kind of see this who's in this, this movement to waking people up, is, you, you know, Hollywood puts these movies out, and it, and it basically kind of leads us in a direction of accepting this stuff in society. Yeah, so it's, it's a conditioning. Yeah, sci-fi, uh, Hollywood ends up being the conditioning agent for a lot of the the agenda. Exactly. Hmm. exactly. That's exactly what they do. And and the question is, do people start seeing that? Do they start waking up to that? Do they push back? Or do we, are they allow us to slow roll us into the system? Because at the end of the day, I tell people, I mean, they're putting smart cities up everywhere, Bill. I mean, Lahaina was this, is a smart hub. Miami is a smart city. They're having smart cities pop up everywhere. They're already putting this information, and I and I urge people go to if you live near a city, just start and, and you can Google it. They're, they're they're very overt in your face about this. Google your cities and Google smart cities, but then Google the legislation of your, the communities in those areas because they're they are behind the scenes implementing this stuff every single day, further and further and further. And the biometrics that we're talking about are integrated into these smart cities. I'll have to ask uh, about that here locally because one of the things that we have been uh, challenged with in Oregon has been the rise of the 15 or the 20-minute neighborhood, except they call it a climate-friendly, equitable community in which, uh, you know, that's that's what it's termed in Oregon. And I think they're, they're trying to hide that as an example. And I'm kind of curious what level of biometrics might be involved ultimately in that. And uh, it was an executive order done by a past governor. Executive order. No legislation, just, hey, you state agencies, this is what you're going to do. And you cities are going to uh, to hop to the order, apparently. That uh, is where we are. There's some pushback trying to uh, spread the word about this as much as possible. But I don't know if a lot of people are thinking it's too late to really be able to resist. I wonder if that's what's going on, Dr. Dean. What do you think? I, well, here's the thing. And, you know, I, I truly do believe COVID was just a test pilot program. Obviously, it went far too well for them and not for us. But it was a pilot program to see how many people would bend the knee. And, and honestly, Bill, I don't want, I'm very hopeful about all this, but I'm also very concerned because I did not expect, I think they claim 70% got the vaccine. I think it's probably more around 50% because they, they don't tell the truth on all their, what they rolled out and what actually people got. They're counting vials, not people who actually got shots. But mm-hmm. at least 50% of America bent the knee. So my concern is now, luckily, many of those are waking up, right? But people, and many of them are actually having buyer's remorse over having, absolutely having done absolutely. it. But yeah. now they have to stand up. And quite honestly, one of my concerns about this is everyone focuses on the federal aspect and the federal election and the presidential election. And when in reality, we need Americans to really start swarming our local politics. And I know that sounds not as glamorous, not as fun, and it takes a lot of work, and it does take a lot of work. you got to go to meetings and check things out, and you have to fight back. But ultimately, 
they're trying to implement this stuff at local levels. They're not worried about the federal level. They're going into local cities, local communities. That's where they implement this, just like you and I spoke about. And I would imagine a lot of this is probably teased out through grant stream funding. And Oregon Health Authority, of course, uh, uh, we're trying to get the legislature to disempower the Oregon Health Authority, but the Oregon Health Authority is getting even more money and more power here. And this kind of vein-viewing ID kind of thing would most likely be rolled out in the health system with Oregon Health Authority uh, administrative power, I guess, right? That's kind of what you're concerned about. That's the reality of where we find ourselves. A hundred percent. I mean, that's what they're going to test. They're going to test this stuff in local communities and local cities. And if it goes well and people don't fight back, which really is what's happening right now, a lot of places are not fighting back. They know they can roll it out. Then you get regions that are set up. Once you have that, it's very easy. It becomes contagious at that point, but, you know, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. We're already in a contagion. Now this is more of a contagion. But the, this contagion is literally 1984. This is, this is tyrannical. Once they have people's biometrics and they have it enslaved in that system, Bill, that's hard to come back from. And then you combine it with uh, central bank digital currencies, which uh, many people have talked about uh, is, uh, is something that is, uh, you know, like the wet dream of the controllers because, uh, hey, we got your money, we control it in all ways, we can make you spend it, or we can make you not spend it, or we can take it away, you know, just with the click of a uh, computer key, uh, key, you know, that's all it takes, yeah. Wow, uh, Dr. Jason Dean, we appreciate you coming on this morning here, and are you covering this on your on your channel all the time? Tell me about it, how people can find out more about this, and also check out your company and various other offerings, please. Yeah, you can go to uh, you can go to BraveTV.com, where the obviously main website. I'm on Rumble every day live, Monday through Friday at noon Eastern time. We're covering this extensively, uh, and, we're, and we're really trying to hard to package this in a way that people can handle it. Because quite quite frankly, it does sound a little sci-fi. Some people don't believe it. Some people it's a little over their head because they're like, wait a second, I'm not I'm not prepared for this. They think it's not a reality. Mm-hmm. So we're doing our best to actually package this on a on a daily basis so people can really really consume it and understand it, but then also share with their friends and family to wake more people up. I agree. And I appreciate your work on this. And, and yeah, you, you have to, you have to understand where they want to take it and it can be resisted, but you're right. It's probably not going to be resisted at the federal level. In fact, I would dare say the federal government seems to be totally co-opted and all in on such a plan. Wouldn't you figure the way they've been behaving? I agree. No, they're 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 full in. I mean, you can go through, look at ZZX. That's a whole other topic. That they're running this at a federal level, so they can do it across the board. Where we win this is at a local level, Bill. And what the feds do generally is that the feds don't order it directly. They persuade the states with grant stream funding. The states then filter out the grant stream funding to the local communities, the local clinics, and everything else. And that's how they end up doing it. And the grant stream funding. All right. Dr. Jason Dean, we appreciate your take this morning. Thanks for being on. We'll definitely have you back and appreciate the analysis. And uh, now I'm going to have to put tape all over myself so people can't see my veins. Is that what I'm going to have to do now? I don't know. I I appreciate you, Bill. Okay. You take care. 654 at KMED, KCMD. This is the Bill Myers Show. Did you start someone else's diet and quit? Hi, this is Zola from PlanZDiet.com. Was it the cravings that drove you nuts? The crabbiness? Was the food just plain bad? Or did you figure out that at the rate you were losing, that this was going to cost you a fortune? I don't blame you for quitting. I hear these stories all the time. But I can fix that. For the cravings and the crabbiness, I developed the ZR50 Crave Control Spray. Use it four times a day and voila! Problem solved. I can fix the bad food problem, too. On Plan Z, you're going to eat real 
real food from your grocery store. I provide over 900 recipes to keep you from being bored. Everything from comfort food to gourmet. And they are easy. They take less time than some drive through lines. And most of those diets where you lose a pound a week actually end up costing you thousands. That's too slow and too expensive. Our average dieter loses 31 pounds in 50 days. Start now and get your body back by summer. Easy payment plans are available. PlanZDiet.com. Conquer the crave. Oregon E-Deals has saved the Rogue Valley boatloads of cash over the years on things you buy and use daily. Get a $100 Cartwright's Market gift card for only $85. Artisan bakery certificates, normally $25, only $15. American Renter Garage, $75 certificates, good for any service, only $30. Wayback Burgers, $25 certificate, only $14. This and much more available exclusively at OregonEDeals.com. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is The Bill Myers Show. 6.56 and change. Appreciate you being here. It's the open phone time now on Conspiracy Theory Thursday. Well, I'll tell you, that was a, uh, a heck of an interesting talk with Dr. Jason Dean over at uh, Brave TV. About uh, the scanning of veins and that it's really, you know, th- this whole thing about RFID chip in my right hand, you know, you're not going to have to do that. In the right hand or the left hand or whatever it is, we'll just uh, scan your veins. And if you're really veiny, and now of course I have varicose veins. Guess what? They... I guess they would just map the varicoses, right? Oh yeah, that's Meyer, right? You know, your hand goes in there, and then you you go into Sherms or Winco or you know, Safeway or whatever it is, and then you get a chance to, and they just deduct it from your, well, they just deduct it from your, your account, right? And then, of course, if it gets folded into more of a social credit uh, score, instead of the, well, remember the Medford Speed Van? The Medford Speed Van, you know, that's out there, and they put the sign up, and then uh, they have the person sitting in the van on the side. They'll just take a map of your face as you go by, and you're speeding as you go by it. And they'll go, oh, okay, we know who that person is. We don't have to ask the driver or, or the owner of the car any longer. We'll just deduct it from their account. Does it sound all that far-fetched? I don't know. <laughs> Let me go to Ron. Ron's in Grants Pass. Hey, Ron, what do you think of this morning? Go ahead. Well, based on your your, your discussion there, I think that it would be very interesting if people um, thought about vinyl gloves or some kind of a glove that they wear wherever they go, and um, or they could put uh, super glue on their fingers, you know, that kind of thing, build up a a reservoir of a, of a cover over their fingers, or... Well, what we would have to wear is just a complete bodysuit. Bodysuit. You just have, you have to cover up everything. But then, but then they would know that person is not complying, right? Yeah, well, at some point, we haven't been complying for many decades. And they, they just, like you say, sneak up on us. And at some point, uh, what do you do? Uh, you, know, you ordinarily, if you're Medicare or something else, you're always getting blood tests or right. getting something. And so you're disclosing every year or something about you. And all they have to do is say, well, it's part of the test. And you're paying for it, of course. But, uh, yeah, I, I think at some point uh, people need to start using a little sidetracks that uh, don't allow immediate uh, you know, access to their their personalities. Well, the good doctor, I think, was right when he was uh, mentioning that he believes that it's the medical system that ends up being used to usher this in, and it just starts becoming kind of a, a routine thing. Oh, okay, yeah, you're going to 
scan my veins, make sure my veins are healthy. At the same time, it ends up being essentially your ID card. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you for Ron. Uh, thank you for that, Ron, rather. Uh, Dave, you were actually in the hospital one time. They were scanning you back when you were pretty sick. Yeah, when I was in the hospital, they needed to put an IV in me, and they scanned me with, uh, uh, well, I didn't under, quite understand it, but when I looked at the phlebotomist and I said, well, not every two people know individually you have your own veins, and all people's veins are different. I said, this could be used for biometrics, and the, uh, bo- uh, a botanist uh, looked at me and said, I never thought of that. Really? Now, the scanner that uh, he or she was using on you at that time, I'm sure, was just, I've known phlebotomists that they are just trying to locate veins, and they want a good map, and so they'll put the, the scanner, sometimes they're... Uh, uh, like an ultrasound thing, other types, uh, there's another type of a scanner out there, too. So it probably wasn't right. the ID well, this, type. But this, still. I could actually mm-hmm. look at the thing and see my veins. Yeah. You could actually see them and uh, and where they were and which one was the best one for them to stick an IV in. Yeah. All right. Appreciate the call. Thanks for that. Let me go to uh, line three. Hello, line three. Who's this? Good morning. This is crazy. Oh, okay, Gene. Well, you got to be crazy. You got to be crazy to weigh in on this topic. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I'm working on that and getting better all the time. Good but for you. Uh, I was just wondering, maybe the Mexicans breasting across the border are not uh, necessarily there to free them, but to control them by bringing them up into this control state that we live in. Hmm. All right. I, uh, let, let me think about this again. All right. So they're not coming up to attack us or to. They're here to control us? I don't quite understand. Well, well, Try me well, again. Our government and the powers that be are arranging mm-hmm. to bring them up. The Mexicans are too free. They're just running around down there with their asses hanging out, doing drugs. They need to get them up there where they can be controlled. Well, I don't know. I'll have to run that through my head and think about that. Thanks, Gene. Hi, KMD, KCMD. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Bill. Who's this? This is Sherm. I was at the meeting in Grants Pass last night. Yeah. Approximately 75 people were there. And so from my perspective, I know the people from Eagle will be on. From my perspective, I was there until 10 o'clock. They should have had a workshop on the different packages they were going to present. Yeah. Because what happened with the seven city councilors, each one had some different opinions. And, boy, they're going to have trouble getting, getting a package together. A lot of opposition on the sales tax. Oh, my God. And I will tell you something. County commissioners' meetings here are mellow compared to what happened last night. They had a few people who were very, oh, my God, belligerent and accusing the city council people of failing grants passed. It was really interesting. There's no question about that. A lot of drama. Uh-huh. I'll talk with uh, Richard Emmons. He's going to report from the Josephine County Eagle. He's a publisher there. We're going to talk with him in about a half hour and uh, do a deeper dive. But it, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Anytime, anytime. Was that now? It was just chaos, the way it was going. Uh, And they're going to have one heck of a time coming to some kind of a consensus agreement that most people can get behind. The one problem I have with this entire conversation is that all I ever hear, and I don't know if you would agree with me on this or not, Sherm, all I ever hear about is how we increase the income. There never seems to be any kind of talk on the other side of the ledger. Have you noticed that? Is it just me? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's probably true. There were so many different opinions there last night. It was just something else trying to follow what was going on. Mm-hmm. And they definitely need five police officers 
and, uh, you know, three firefighters. They need these emergency services. There was consensus on that, but how they're going to pay for it, boy, what a controversy. Okay. Appreciate that. Richard will give us the rest of the story here in about a half hour. I'm looking forward to his take on it, too. Thank you, Sherm. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye. Three minutes after seven, this is KMED, KMED HD1, Eagle Point, Medford, and KCMD Grants Pass. And we'll uh, well have some open phone time coming up here on Conspiracy Theory Thursday after the news and the Hannity update. And is there a possibility that Roundup is what's making Americans fat? Or at least a contributing factor? An interesting study going out there. And I was reading this in a, uh, in a substack the other day. And it was going through all sorts of, um, of issues involving glyphosate. Four minutes after seven, we'll talk about that coming up along with your calls. Um. 